So at this point in our morning meditation instructions, we've gone through really all these different realms of your experience and these realms that we're inviting you to bring this quality of mindfulness of presence, you know, the, the body, and we spoke about that in terms of sensations, thoughts, you might have remembered Susie with the Dharma talk and the morning instructions around thoughts, emotions, Don sharing about emotions. Uh, Greg sharing with us about uh, Vedna or the feeling tone of experience, pleasant, unpleasant, or or neither of those. And Twery sharing with us about uh, seeing if you can become sensitive to an intention arising in the mind, for example, before uh, an action, as far as that goes. In all these realms, we've been inviting you to become sensitive to with this, with utilizing an anchor, having some kind of anchor to help stabilize the attention. For example, maybe using the activity of hearing or the activity of, of breathing. And this morning, what I'm going to be inviting you to possibly play with, if it works for you, is to let go of the anchor. Remember, in this style of insight meditation, the, the skill that we're really looking for is this ability to be with whatever arises, to bring a sense of presence or, or mindfulness to whatever arises. In this letting go of the anchor, what could be called choiceless attention, it's just allowing the attention to go wherever it wants to go, allowing it to kind of follow what's calling the attention. And of course, the difference here is we want to do it with mindfulness, right? You've probably experienced that without mindfulness. What's it like to bring a quality of presence to really this easing up uh, around the attention to, to uh, release the need for an anchor? And I want to be really clear, and I'll get into more details of this. There's a time to explore this, and there's a time where it's not so helpful. We're just going to lead to the mind being more lost in thought. So you could be sitting here in your meditation, and then a sound arises, and then a sensation, and then a thought bubbles up. There's a little bit of emotion to it that you begin to sense in the body, so you hang with that a little bit. Another sound. An in-breath. An itch. And it's just following that and bringing this quality of, of presence. And what I love about this is there really can be a whole other kind of dimension of ease and relaxation that you begin to, to bring into your practice when you, you play with this choiceless attention. And it can have a, a real natural feeling to it. And what I find helpful, though, is if the mind starts to get confused or really spaced out or really lost in thought, for most practitioners, and of course there's always exceptions to really anything I say, uh, when, it, when that kind of confusion or getting lost really has a prominence, then coming back to an anchor, 
like the breath, just to allow the, the attention to stabilize again. And then when it feels a little bit more stabilized, to, um, to open up in that way. And what can help with the mindfulness at times with choiceless attention to help sharpen it is going back to what Greg shared with us yesterday around um, noting. Just that small mental label, hearing, planning, itch, just to help accentuate that experience. And sometimes uh, practitioners will will use uh, a question every so often to keep it alive, like just the, the question of what's happening right now? And that can be boiled down to, sometimes all boiled down to, and now? And what about now? Because it helps heighten, at least for me, this quality of, of curiosity. There are some nuances I want to share around this as well. Like, Especially in choiceless attention, it's like, I'm allowing the heart to be impacted by certain flavors of experience. And especially with choiceless attention, what I find is there's a certain flavor of just impermanence that can impact the heart in a really important way of just the the unfolding of phenomena and that real taste of how it's just coming and going. There's nothing solid about it. And in terms of this perception, you could say, of, of... impermanence, we're, we're wanting it to, to impact the heart. And when I use that word impact, I, I don't mean like in a dramatic way. It might be dramatic, but it's the repetition of taking in, for example, impermanence on this level that begins to change and inform the heart's uh, relationship to experience. Or it's allowing the heart to, to take in the feeling sense of when, when experiences moving and changing like this, it's unreliable. And when I take in that it's unreliable, the relationship begins to change around experience. Or you might get a sense of that there's not a solid sense of self within experience. And and when I say that, I I think it's, I want to make a distinction. This sense of not self, I find it really helpful to get a sense of it on a spectrum Like you're doing walking meditation and there's a sense of just walking happening. It's like the the sense of self is kind of thinner. It's it's more translucent. It's still there, but it feels feels like there's less of that. And then that time where you're you're irritated about this or that or the, the conflict you had with your colleague pops up and it feels like that, right? Oh, wow, here I am. Wow, yep, me. There it is. Oh, it's thicker. It's kind of, there's a density to it. So the sensitivity to the spectrum, and you might notice with the choiceless attention in your, in your sitting meditation that it can, there can be a translucency there around the self. So it's just tasting that, allowing the heart to taste that in all the different flavors that it comes in. And if you've, you haven't done choiceless attention before, Often, if, if your mind tends towards this, right, the thought can come up, am I doing this right? Am I, 
is this really the way you're supposed to do it? It feels like it feels so different than what Brian was saying, but that's just doubt. <laughs> What's it like just to name that as doubt and allowing the Dharma to clarify itself about how this works? So I just invite you to be uh, cautious of that of that thought. And then lastly, th- this is maybe more of a subtle beat, subtlety, but I found it helpful. When, uh, when exploring this choiceless attention, there's uh, two ways to engage in it. And they're, they're really quite close together, but it's, it can be helpful to remember this, is that sometimes when I'm just opening up I'm simply allowing the attention to go where it wants to, and that's all. It's just the noticing. And so sometimes it's happening really quickly. There's a sound, sensation, a sound. It's reverberating back and forth really quickly. And, and so the, the attention is moving very quickly, but the mindfulness is there with the quick movements of how experience is unfolding. And when mindfulness is, uh, is a little bit stronger, that's great just to allow that to happen. At other times, what I find is needed is there can be sometimes a dullness that comes if the mind's moving from one thing to another, and it feels like, oh, I feel bewildered. Then what I'm doing is, is I'm lingering, even just for a few seconds with each arising that the attention catches. So when there's a sound, it's like, oh, hearing, but then lingering with that. Oh, Hearing. And it's kind of releasing. Oh, there's the breath. Let me linger, maybe just for an in-breath and out-breath. So I'm kind of, I'm allowing the attention to settle a little bit there and then releasing. And you might find that helpful, especially if there's a quality of, of bewilderment, I would call it. So feel free to play with these. Does this make sense? So there's a little bit of a difference there. And to, to play around with this in, in terms of that. And then lastly, I, I want to really emphasize, make sure your mind isn't making a hierarchy of ways of practicing. It's like, wow, now we're at choiceless attention. Like, this is like the bomb. Like, this is it. <laughs> like, now I'm, I'm going to do it, finally. It's, it's just one way to practice. <laughs> And some of you are going to find that it really resonates for you. Great. And some of you might, not, might find that it doesn't resonate for you so well. And more importantly, what's effective for today? What's effective for this meditation period? That is, the, the, you could say, the main skill to learn. Your confidence in discerning what's the, what's the skillful approach for right now. And sometimes it's like, oh, the anchor. Spending a long time, like 10 years, on the anchor is fine. <laughs> with, with, of course, the sensitivity to other experiences. Spending 10 years with choiceless awareness, okay. What's more important is, is what's resonant with what's arising.
Should we give it a try? Okay, good. So uh, I invite you to allow your attention to come inward. And you might want to begin by simply feeling the body in whatever posture it's in. Just a very open, general sense. Now you might want to allow for a quality of relaxation in the body. (coughs) Relaxation is so important. And maybe different parts of the body that you want to allow to ease and relax. And now you might want to place an altruistic intention for your practice today. What you're doing today is significant for you and the world. And to honor that with an altruistic intention. At this point, as a way of beginning, I invite you to, for most of you, bring your attention, kind of widen it to two aspects of your experience. One is whatever anchor you're using, like the breath, and getting a sense of the activity of hearing, especially the spacious quality of hearing. So it's like taking in the spacious quality of sounds coming and going, the whole field of hearing. And within that field, maybe taking some time with whatever anchor you've been utilizing. And if the anchor you've been utilizing is hearing, then it's just that one singular object.
And now just beginning to release from the anchor and just to begin to notice where the attention goes to a sound, a sensation, a state of mind. Simply being aware. Sometimes there can be a worry or a concern that there's still a slight controlling of attention or shaping of attention. Just notice that as the arising of worry. It's okay if there's some of that. Just a mind state arising.
you might want to play with this question of what's happening right now. Not so much to get a verbal answer, but to clarify where the attention is and to fully experience that. Or maybe simplify it to, and now? And if at some point the mind feels just too scattered for this way of meditating to land, make sure to be responsive with a sense of kindness. And you might want to come back to having an anchor as you continue with this exploration of choiceless attention.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.